good dreamer? I haven't seen too many of you around lately. Things have been tough lately for dreamers. They say dreaming's dead. No one does it anymore. It's not dead, it's just it's been forgotten. Removed from our language. Nobody teaches it so no one knows it exists. Maybe Cole built a bridge between the waking world and the dream world. The collective unconscious. Andrew Keel Land. Android 138 Flatline Audio 138. In Dreams, Your Dreams Miss You, an Audio Exploration. Episode 7. April 29th, 20 to April 30th, 20 Dream 61 2 Part Dream. Part 1 Daytime. I was in a car leaving from what I think was Milwaukee, to my hometown cottage. We were following another car. It was me and three other people in one car. I may have been driving. It was a small blue car, like an old Cavalier. The other car ahead of us was the same kind of car, only gray. But then, we weren't on the road from Milwaukee to my cottage anymore. We seemed to be driving down a mountain road, I don't even think we were in Wisconsin. We were still following each other, but the car ahead got too far away, so I was on the phone talking to them. The road we needed to find was called, Rainbow Road, because of all of the colors that it had on it, or so we thought. The car ahead driven by Corey S, was saying, I don't see a Rainbow Road. As he was saying this, he said, oh wait, this is a dirt trail, it's lined with different colors of like, flowers and stuff, and all over the trail. This has got to be it. Just then, we see him turn off into a field road that apparently led off of a cliff. Later, when we drive to the bottom of the mountain road, after we had found the actual rainbow road, which was just a mountain road that led down the mountain. The rock cliffs and mountainside rock, was all different colors, looking like a rainbow that you followed down the mountain. Anyway, we finally get to the bottom, where we see Corey, with a broken arm in a sling, standing with a bunch of medics, where he just says, Hey, what's up guys? That wasn't Rainbow Road dude, and he laughs. Aside from a broken arm, he seemed to be fine, but we responded by saying, Yeah, we know, we found it. Part 2 Daytime into Nighttime I don't know if this was the next day, or what, but we were following each other again, two different cars. I was apparently driving with three other people in the car, following Corey ahead of me, who apparently was fine, with three other people in his car. We drive through this tunnel and come out on the other side, crashing into two trucks that had kegs of beer in the back. Corey crashed through, 
bend me. My car hit and kind of exploded, throwing one of the passengers out my door, who was caught on fire a little bit, but he put himself out and got back into the car as we were loading both cars with the kegs somehow. It was Jimmy Pop from the Bloodhound Gang. We then drive away and continue down the road. It is now night time, as we are headed to the cottage. Someone mentions getting food, so we stop off at some diner on the way, eat, and then continue driving toward the cottage. Dream ends. Bloodhound gang going nowhere slow with playing. The whole part two of the stream. June 4th, 20, 3.15 a.m. Dream 62. Night terror sort of. I was in a dark room, in a house, that I had never seen before. All of the lights were off in the house, and it seemed to be an old wooden house. I was a very young boy in the dream, like five or something. I was in a bed, sleeping at the foot of the bed, with one of our family's current dogs. A German shepherd named Zuzu. It was very quiet in the room. My parents were sleeping normally in this big bed, with the dog and I both sleeping at the foot of the bed. In the dream, I kept waking up quickly because I kept having some sort of nightmare, or night terrors. Each time I woke up, my mom would reassure me that everything was fine. Zuzu would wake up each time too. Dream ends. I woke up from this dream really quickly, just like I was doing within the dream. It was very odd and eerie. June 6th, 20 to June 7th, 20 Dream 63. I was in my hometown. I was walking around in a school that sort of looked like a mix between all three of the schools there. The lights were low, but it wasn't dark. There were quite a few others walking around too, including Mike N, who was sweeping with a metal detector, wearing headphones like you would do if you were using one outside, but he was in the school using it. Just then, the doors of the gymnasium opened and a whole group of people came out, apparently leaving a church sermon, within the school. They then also started walking around the school. I thought it was weird that the school was holding random church sermons, but I kept walking around the school apparently looking for my bag that had a change of clothes and a handkerchief in it. I then found the bag in the gym locker room, in a locker. The whole school was dimly lit, almost dark. After I found my bag, I checked to make sure everything was there, and then continued to walk around the school. Dream ends. June 9, 20 to June 10, 20 Dream 64. Daytime slash summer. I was in Broadhead. It was a front view of my parents' house and our neighbor's house. Both of our families were having a combined party, between the two houses with people going back and forth. Dane C and his whole family was there too, it seemed that the celebration was for Dane, both houses and yards were packed with people. My neighbor's house, which already has a lower front porch, had a flat roof with a railing going around the top for some reason. So on the top of the house was a bunch of people. Dane was up there, a band was playing, as well as, the cast of that 70s show for some reason. No idea what songs were playing, it may have been a chamber group. Anyway, we were all going between the two houses, hanging out with the cast of that 70s show, and celebrating with Dane. 
So congrats Dane, for whatever that was about. Dream ends. June 12, 20 to June 13, 20 Dream 65. I was in a park walking around, quickly, but still walking, not running. It felt like I was being followed or chased by someone. I saw a man and a cop that was with him, running toward me, so I ran down a small hill, over a short concrete wall that I climbed, sat on top of it, and watched them come after me for a second. Then jumped to the other side of the wall, and ran a few feet until I got to a tall fence, wrapped with razor wire at the top. I was wearing my book bag, which had my sweater in it, so I grabbed my sweater out of the bag, and started climbing this tall fence. I got to the top of the fence where the razor wire was, threw my sweater over it to climb over, grabbed my sweater off once I was over the top, and climbed down the other side. All the while, these people, one a cop, were yelling and telling me to stop. On the other side of the fence, I ran to a small building in the center of this fenced-in area that I just got done climbing over, and went inside. Shortly after, the whole building started to flood, which apparently what these people were trying to warn me about. As the water was rising, I kept moving up a floor, until I got to the top floor, which was actually just a small room at the top of the building. I was then barricading myself in this tiny room, knowing that I had basically just trapped myself, as the rising water eventually started to seep under the door. The tiny room then slowly filled with water, and I eventually drowned. Dream ends. July 10, 20 to July 11, 20 Dream 66. I was riding on a city bus next to a guy. We were talking and mentioned ecstasy and wanted to give me some. I said no, I'm good, thanks though, and we kept talking as we rode the bus. It was in the middle of the day. We rode and talked for a while longer, and then I pulled the cord to get off on the next stop. We were still talking as I stood up to exit the bus, and I ended up taking the ecstasy in my hand and taking it just before I stepped off the bus. It was still daytime. As soon as I stepped off the bus though, after taking the pills, it was immediately nighttime for some reason. I was also all of a sudden wearing roller skates for some reason. I was on the side of a city street, at night, wearing roller skates, on ecstasy. I kept falling over and almost getting hit by buses, when I managed to stumble my way to the sidewalk, and sat there for a minute. I then got up, still on ecstasy, still almost falling over, and fumbled my way down the sidewalk on these roller skates, in the dark, as I faded into the distance. Dream ends. July 12, 20 to July 13, 20 Dream 67. It was about a man who could detach his face, and attach it to whomever's face he wanted, and he would become that person. He had a name, but I don't remember what it was. Brock, from the Venture Brothers, and I, were driving around in his car and chasing this guy, or villain, or whatever around the city trying to catch him. Dream ends. Sometime between July 14, 20 and July 21st, 20 Dream 68. Part 1 Nighttime. I was with Dane. He was driving in his white car he used to have. 
We were just riding around town for hours, when we ended up driving to Madison out of boredom. In Madison we ended up parking and walking around. We were on State Street, something had happened that we were unaware of, and everyone was yelling, screaming, and running around. It was pretty crazy. We walked around for a bit, then ended up leaving again, and driving back to our hometown. We were staying at Dane's parents' house. We were staying at Dane's parents' house. We walked in the front door, and his mom was just up from bed to use the restroom. She mentioned it was 2 a.m. and just asked where we were. We mentioned Madison for a minute, but said nothing was going there, so we left. She said, oh, okay, and continued into the restroom. Dane and I then hung out in his room. Part 2 Nighttime I was in a blank white room with Dane, Andrea H, and for some reason Mrs. D, a teacher from school. She was wearing a black witch hat for some reason and we were all sitting in a circle on the floor, where there was a pentagram and candles in the middle. Apparently we were trying to summon drugs. My life with the Thrill Kill cult tracks Cooler Than Jesus and the Daisy Chain for Satan were playing in this part. Sometime between July 14, 20 and July 21st, 20 Dream 69. Part 1 Nighttime. Summer. I was hanging out with Doug in his mom's backyard. We were sitting on the living room couch, watching the living room too. They were in the backyard for some reason. I don't know what we were watching, but we were just having some beers and laughing. Eventually, Doug was going to bed on the couch, so we said our goodbyes and I took off. Part 2 Daytime Winter I was in a car with Paul. I was driving, and it was snowing out pretty bad. I couldn't see very well. I ended up wrecking the car because I couldn't see the road, but no one was hurt. We were by County Line Beverage in Broadhead. Everyone was mad at me, and I ended up walking away down the road. Nighttime. Then, I don't know if it was the same day, but it was nighttime. I was by my friend Calvin's house. I was borrowing someone's red cavalier, which I also got into an accident with. It was right in front of his house, but it wasn't his car. The guy whose car it was, was just standing in the street yelling at me. Dream ends. July 22nd, 20 to July 23rd, 20 Dream 70. Nighttime. I was with my family. I seemed to be about 15. It was me, Paul, Tashana, Mom, and Dad. They were also younger, the ages that they would have been when I was about 15. However, my niece Addie was with us, the age that she is now, 7. We were in a big, multi-floor building with multiple ballrooms, casinos, and bars. All of us, and everyone around us, were dressed up in suits and dresses. We were walking around. They were also trying to keep me out of the bars that were throughout the building. It was getting toward the end of the night. Brandon, Kendra, Preston, Stacy, Dane, and some other people, were going to Kendra's, which was on the edge of Broadhead. They were all the age that they are now for some reason, but I was like 15 or 16. I was leaving with my family, 
and wasn't able to go hang out with everyone, so I was mad about that. I got in my dad's blue truck with him, and everyone else left in the car. We drove home. Dream ends. Flatline audio. Flatline audio. Flatline audio. Flatline audio. Flatline audio. One thirty eight. One thirty eight. One thirty eight. I couldn't have dreamed it. I couldn't. I couldn't have dreamed it. I couldn't have dreamed it. I couldn't have dreamed it. Maybe we're all insane. Or maybe this is a mirage. An illusion. But last night, I had dreams. And no one really knows why or for what reason. We're dream figures from somebody else's existence. Or we're each of us having a dream. And everyone else is part of the other person's dream. You call it. You can have it. But one day, we may be able to refine this technique so that when you wake up in the morning and you hit the play button of a computer, you see the dream that you had last night. The goal here is to train your mind. Well, he's, he's developed the ability to externalize his dreams and effectively alter reality. You know there's young people today that have never dreamed? And you know what that leaves us with? Sleep and nightmare. Yeah, I guess you're right. We're going back. Unless this whole thing is a dream, which is a polite word for nightmare. Come on. I guess the only thing I'm gonna miss in this world is that poor old man and his hopeless dreams. I keep thinking that I'm waking up, but I'm still in a dream. It seems like it's going on forever. I can't get out of it. I want to wake up for real. How do you really wake up? If that's what you're thinking, I mean, you, you probably should. Because, you know, someday, you know, you won't be able to. So just, um, but it's easy. You know, just, just wake up.